And now... Now we have to say goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Does he want to act anymore? I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like that's... I think I think he's considered it, but he doesn't want to be like part of Hollywood or anything like that anymore. Yeah, dude. I wouldn't want to be either. I mean, yeah, I would. Kind of would. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> 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 think I could deal with it. See, like, when it comes to, like, fame and stuff, I'm always, like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to fucking stand in line and pray that I'll be picked out of a million people who are better looking than me, you know, like. Yeah. I'm also, but if somebody handed me fame, I'd totally take it. Oh, for sure. I'm also not convinced that's how it works anymore, potentially. I feel mm. like it's kind of like a lot more about putting yourself on. I don't know if there's just like people like, I mean, there to a degree there is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's like. I, I don't know. I, I hope it's changing. I hope it's becoming more DIY. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's been like picky out of the lineup since like the 50s. Really? I'd say up until about 15, no, 10 years ago. 10 years ago? Maybe well, even sooner. But it's still kind of like, I don't know, when people like are going to make it, quote unquote, I feel like they just drop themselves into an ocean of other people and pray that somehow they're picked up with the right wave. Well, I think it changed. I think I think the, the change came with the internet, which is why I said 10 years ago. Because mm-hmm. before, there really was no outlet to put yourself on. Like, you needed right. somebody to let you on their right. TV or something like I, that. I still don't think it's come full circle, though, yet. I think it's still, there's still, like, a kind of machine that runs I'd love for the future to be completely DIY. And I kind of think it probably will be. Oh, definitely, dude. That's definitely where it's going. But at the same time, I don't like it because that means that the failures are all my fault, too. I think yeah. they all. Yeah, they probably also, I don't want to do everything. I don't want to have to do like all my publishing or your marketing. Well, or you all can still shit, pay you know? somebody. Yeah, you get you do it. You're, you like basically you become the general manager of your own career. Right. Yeah, you're my publicist. You're my producer. Uh huh. Instead uh-huh. of some fucking exec just being like, look, we're gonna stick you with this guy, this guy, this guy. You're gonna sing this song, that song, and the other mm-hmm. song, and then we're gonna get you on this station and that station. You're exactly. Saying, and if you don't do it, then you fucking can go back to Tahoe, buddy, because right. that's all that's all we're giving you. Hit the bricks, pal, because you are fired. <laughs> was that your original thing? Were you trying to do music before comedy? Uh, yes and no. Yes, in that I, uh, I've wanted to be nothing but a rock star since I was like seven. Okay. And yet the horrible tragedy of my life. I got the guitar before anybody, like second grade. I had the guitar, guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. Knew I wanted to be a musician more than anything on the planet. And... To the story of my life is I just didn't put in the work and fantasized for like twenty years. What did you put in any like were you but you did like play around town to a degree or did you no. even not at all? No, not really. Did you sing too? I mean, I tried, but not really. Like I had a few kind of high school bands, but we never really did anything. But, but then you like you started doing comedy like right. probably six or seven years ago now. Yeah, something or? like that. So music is no longer a thing, and I mean, it, you still play. At yeah, all? it's definitely a thing. It's more than a, more of a thing than it's ever been in my life. But I don't. Uh, well, what what was, I don't really want to 
do anything with it other than what I'm doing. What was what I saw like the Mike's 100% original cover band? Is that that was uh, just uh, I, I basically just have a group of friends that like doing songs with me sometimes. Cool. cool. Um, we for a minute there we tried to really get that off the ground as like a thing, you know, mm-hmm. like just you know just like a local little cover band because I, I noticed that there wasn't really anybody that I was aware of that were doing kind of like HFS '90s stuff. Mm-hmm. So we kind of tried to get that, but then you know babies are born and people get married. And oh, of course. So I don't know. I found it really difficult to to get music projects off the ground. Honestly. Oh no, definitely, definitely. Music's definitely one of those things. It's it's tough to find. Like you said, once you get to that, like people are starting to get married, people are starting to get careers. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to right. find people that can devote right. all that time. And to everybody it. signs up. And like one percent of people go through with it because the idea of being in a band sounds right. awesome. But I then know. You're like what the fuck? I have to fucking work start- at this shit. <laughs> Damn. I started like so many bands, and then like <laughs> like three ever have happened. I think now by happen, like do you mean like you guys got some gigs and stuff like that, or just happened mm. like you just had some rehearsals and stuff? No, a few gigs. You know, that's dope. But I mean, basically, what I do now is just kind of get friends together to do little fun cover shows here and there. I am going to force myself to uh, do some original songs soon, though. Cool. I think in February nice. we're setting up a show, which might be horrible, but I feel like I need, I need to. <laughs> it's just one of those things I need to do, you know. Would that be at the auto bar again? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, cool. Was comedy something that you always wanted to do, or did you just fall into that? Uh no, I um I never I don't think I ever like thought about being a comedian like until I was in my late 20s. Like I don't think I I think I always would kind of think like, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to try or like yeah, I should try sure. to like do an open mic sometime or something. But I never it was never like a dream of mine coming up or anything like that. What got you into it? Um I kind of had like a bad depression when I was like 27 or so. Uh, and just kind of had like a, oh my God, I'm, I'm almost 30 and I haven't done anything that I wanted to do with my twenties, you know, like kind of a that'll, moment that'll like that for depression. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <laughs> and, um, and so I took, I was taking an improv class, just my friend signed us up for it and, uh, I was kind of good at it, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm never good at anything at first. Like nothing, <laughs> I can be good at things because I have like a good enough work ethic. I think to stick with them, mm-hmm. and anybody can be good at anything, you know, if they do that. Technically, but nothing I I am good at at first, like <laughs> zero things. And I was actually kind of good at this, so that crossed over into stand up. How long did it take for that crossover to happen? Um, probably like a year. Was the scene comparable like that it is now um, when you started? I don't know. Um, uh, I would say it's a little bit more adult. Improv's like a little bit more kind of grown up, you know, like yeah. less less joints being passed around and beers <laughs> and like less like penis joke. You know, it's just a little bit more like tame. Is that um, primarily like what you do, like the improv stuff? No. Now? No. It, you, I you, still do it, but it's uh, it's kind of like, you know, it's not my main thing. Well, how did you wind up? Um, I don't even, I'm not even quite sure. What is the, the you're on the radio, right? Yeah. Okay. You're on <laughs> like Q1. Q1370. Yeah, yeah. 
Thursday. With uh, Mickey Cachell, yeah. former 98 Rock uh, morning show. Yep. Host. How'd Very you cool. get that? Very chill. How'd that happen? Uh, I don't know. He just asked me. He just uh, was looking for someone to, to do it with and asked me if I'd be interested. But you're trying to do like a podcast as well? Uh, yeah, we've been working on a podcast for a while called Confessional. Uh, it's a, it's a weird story. Like I started writing. Um, I, I haven't had a writing job for a couple of years, so I started writing, kind of in another podcast Facebook page, and it kind of became a thing. It became like kind of a little miniature blog within the page, and the theme of it was confessing things, mm-hmm. personal stories, everything from like personal trauma to like hometown. Uh, urban legends, all of like kind of a dark, creepy nature. Oh, cool! And um, yeah, it became like a regular thing that we do like almost every day. And uh, so, one of the uh, people who participated in it—I don't want to say fans because anybody's <laughs> fanatical about it—just <laughs> um, happened to live in Baltimore, and we we struck up the idea of doing a podcast together. And what's it called? Confessional. Confessional. We've had uh, adult film star Joanna Angel on it. Dude, we tried to get a, a, an adult film star on as well. We tried to get Danny Daniels on for episode yeah. 69. Really? Did not yeah, go yeah. through. I do not know him or her. It's her. It's a chick. Okay. It's her. And like, I got like, Eric Eric mentioned the idea and I was like, yeah, that'd be funny. And then like, and then. Well, I was like, it's episode 69. We should have like a cool guest on. So then we like looked up the calendars for each of the strip clubs coming right. like, in town. And we're like, who's like. Coincidentally, Joanna just left, but uh, we we interviewed her on Skype several months ago. We've had a heck of a time getting this darn thing out, which has been really frustrating. What do you mean getting it out? Like we've got everything recorded. We've we have like intros. We have the whole thing formatted. Mm. But I, I can't do that tech stuff. I'm terrible with it. So I'll pay someone else to do it. But somehow that doesn't even work out. <laughs> I mean, like when are you just having trouble like? Posting it to online, or what? What do you, you when you say it, putting like, it out? Edited like, or no? It's they're mostly edited. Okay, a couple of them we have to kind of redo. The Skype call ones, I think we have to do. Um, I can help you upload it if that's what you need. That's dude. probably what we need. <laughs> like I will, whatever site you're on, I will find the upload button and we'll make it happen. Well, we're, I don't think we're on a site. We just have them recorded. Okay, so okay. Are you looking to get on like a podcast network type deal? I don't know. You got any suggestions? Uh, we are not on a podcast. Well, does Laughable count? That's not a network. That yeah, is it's a, like an app. It is a networking app. I think more of what it will be is like we would just kind of market it to the people who are fans of the the blog thing. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of them are looking forward to it, especially because a lot of them are in it, you know, because we read nice. people's confessions. Okay, cool. Um, and just people around here, you know, people who listen to the radio show and, you know, like... Uh, so I, I don't think it has to be like a huge market type of thing. So formatting wise, are you just getting like local guys to come on and, and like tell us a real story? Or are these just like people just have scary stories they want to tell? Well, like creepy. We're still we're still playing with the format. We don't want to like decide everything right away. As you guys know, like you got to kind of like figure it out as you go. So we're playing with a couple different styles. But uh, basically, we're readings like things that people wrote we we find a, a few interesting ones ask them permission if they don't want us to say their name we don't say their name because some of them are really personal there's like murders confessed but you actually like have people okay. like yeah 
mailing in stories and stuff like that? Messaging. And all from Baltimore. All people from No, no, all around the globe. Like people from other countries. Jeez. Yeah, that's why I really want to get it off the ground. And I'm I'm kind of really worried that the time is up because like there's a bunch of hype around it for a while and we've we've taken so long. Nah, dude, I don't think so. I think you put that shit out. I mean, it could pick up again. If it picked up the first time, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Was the blog called Confessional as well? Uh, it was called. It, it was on the last podcast on the left uh, page. You guys familiar with that? Yeah. The okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it eventually became the last confessional on the left. Uh, but uh, from cool. now on, I think we'll call it. We'll probably get like the the blog going again on its own page if we ever get the show up. Nice. Dude, I say we could probably beat the clock on it still. Yeah. You send me those files, dude. I, I will pay you for it. To upload it, not nah, that won't be. That won't be. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I I might have a different idea what you're trying to do, but I feel like I feel mm. like the times. I don't know. You know what I think? I just want them out there now. Like I don't even care. I just throw them out there. There's an urban legend of Baltimore, mm-hmm. and I don't think it technically is an urban legend. I you just think it. it's, it's. I know all about these things, dude. You're gonna when I say it, you're gonna be like, "That's not a legend. That's a real thing." Okay. The fucking cliffs at Lock Raven. I've never found them. Interesting. I've never found them. Well, he, you know that's yeah, really know. interesting. You should say because I've I've heard about them too, and I never I never <laughs> really never went looking. Them, yeah. But I've never I've gone looking three times. I feel like everybody in high school and afterward around here. That's all they talk about. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, they all go drinking on the cliffs, and we jumped off them into the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never seen any that's, proof. That's really cliff. interesting because I'm kind of with you on that one. I. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it might be an urban legend. And wow. I would be dying for somebody to show. Everybody up talks about going there. Yeah. I don't know where there. they are. Like I have no clue. Like geographically, dude, where I spent all day like googling it. I was like, all right, cliffs at Lock Raven, and like yeah, there's dude, like there's s- like Wikipedia articles of like local people really? being like, yeah, you have to go to like right past this fi- like blah 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 exit. You can park on the really residential and walk down the street, and there's a bike path, and you walk <laughs> down. And like we followed that one time, we didn't find any cliffs. It was just a steep hill. That's really there was no actual cliff. Wow. And then like every other place we've been there, no I've cliffs. been to every other place on Lock Raven, dude. I'm thinking about just walking along the shoreline and just see. <laughs> yeah, time. just circumnavigate the just, entire. Just, thing. Dude, just get in a boat and just fucking. <laughs> that would be very Christopher Columbus level, dude. That'd be yeah. dope. Yeah. I would if try. You fall, then you found <laughs> I will them. discover the cliffs for Baltimore <laughs> <laughs> and map it out, <laughs> and then they'll hate me years later. <laughs> Jimmy Selesky, <laughs> terrible guy. You sailed Lock Raven. How do you discover there was already logs there? Um, you know what? Another one was around here that I, I remember hearing a few other kids agree with me on was the what we called the Cockeysville Night Train. We'd all hear a freaking freight train at night, but there was no train. Huh. And it's believable because there's so many just random tracks up around that area, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. It's like there's just train tracks, but Are I've sure? never Wait, seen... Wait, was it the light right. rail? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that was considered, actually. I remember thinking that. Like, am I close enough to the light rail that that's what I'm hearing? But... There's no way because the light rail goes by in like five seconds. Yeah, dude, those are the stories you need to put on your on your podcast, and that would pick up because there's so mm. many people. No, we are we are doing a lot of those. I definitely hear like I don't know how close like Wyman Park is to mm. any train tracks, but I definitely hear trains at night over there. Really, yeah. ghost trains, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There's some creepy stuff around here. There's, there's that uh, creepy slave house uh, in the 
There's there's like a weird ass golf course near here. The long view. Oh yeah. There's yeah. like scary slave houses and an old mansion and like uh, random graveyards and stuff. Jeez. Really? There's a bunch of caskets stacked up. What? Whoa, yeah, wait, the, the what? first time I did shrooms, we were <laughs> we went to the golf course. Bad move. Whoa. And there's like just la- random little graveyards. Yeah, there's like a it's a like stack over of, it's um it's right across from Delaney. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. That old that big ass graveyard. Well, there's a, there's a bunch around there. And well, there's also one like kind of behind the Sam's Club. Or like the the lows out there, do you know? Yeah, what I'm dude, about? that's like that's before they ones. built the the lows. That's like that was like our place where we would go to smoke weed and drink and stuff. And I there's <laughs> yeah. a pool hall. Remember Johnny <laughs> C's? Did you ever go there? That was no, right there. But there's like a little there's a pit beef place up there. Right? And we would we would walk through the graveyard, and then we had like a little spot, and it was a badass spot, like right at a crossroads, so you could Damn. see any, if anyone was coming. Have you ever hide. smoked behind Jesus Christ? It always happens. I did, and he. Was not happy about it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Smoke that's, that's called improv. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, how did he know what mm. I was going to say? Uh, have you ever smoked behind Pisons pi- in Towson? There's like this big path that you can go way back, and there's just like it's just like a river back there that nobody knows exists. No, I don't think so. That's yeah. a real thing. That goes back through like. Like um, near Kenilworth and stuff? It's uh, okay, so picture uh, York and. You know where the Bosley. American Legion is? Like where no. the Starbucks is, right on the corner. York and Bosley, Seasons uh-huh. Pieces across the street, Ta- right next to Towson University. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that yeah, area. York yeah, Road yeah. and Bosley. Yeah, yeah. It's right there, by kind of close to Towson High School, but in like downtown Towson. Uh-huh. There was a Starbucks and there was a Pizons. We forget to like Jiffy Lube and Dunkin' Donuts. Right, and Papa right, John's. yeah. yeah if you go area. back behind Pizon, which is there used closed to be a now. a house down there. Yeah, yeah. And now uh-huh. Pizons is closed, but that, that there was like a, people would always go back there and just like, I guess smoke. I guess that's what you do yeah, with places I, I that nobody knows exist. Drink exists, down right? there, smoke. smoke weed down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of places around Towson, but anyway, with that graveyard by the pool hall, I, we we would walk through, and then we'd always be freaked out on the way back, so we'd be stoned. Yeah, yeah. And one time, uh, there was an angel statue, Whoa. and it was facing the wrong way. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it really was like I guess they moved it or something. By oh facing the wrong God. way, means so the graveyard was there, and the angel. It was had just... always faced us as we walked by, and then one night it was turned it was around, looking at you guys oh, no. as you walked out. Well, this it was it had its back to us now oh, before shit. it had it was facing us. Maybe somebody else was really creeped out that it was looking at them, and they were like, "Dude, this angel needs to go. Maybe. If we're going to keep smoking here." And uh, I remember my friend Butch was so freaked out that he he refused. He he just convinced himself that it was always like that and wouldn't take any other answer. <laughs> Even if we were like Butch, my just we we were literally we we turned it around. Yeah, he's like no, <laughs> unacceptable. It was always like that. Yeah, that was a creepy area too. There was like woods back there, and we would like run around there and drink and smoke weed and stuff. And I remember now, one time in high we, school. Yeah, okay. and one time we started going down these little like trails. And there was like masks hanging up watching us. Oh there was like a Power Rangers mask and a couple other things. Jeez. Yeah, it was very creepy. There's not a lot of like cool abandoned houses around here that like like when you got to like Howard County or something mm-hmm. like that, they had these like asylums that are just like dilapidated right, and stuff. Right. And those There's one in like Owings Mills. Yeah, there is. There is one in Owings Mills. But around here we don't really have much of that. We just have like apparently the cliffs. You don't think so? I think there's a lot of creepy old stuff around, like Cockeysville and Simonium. <laughs> Maybe out, like, kind of in the 
like Sparks area or Sparks. something. Sparks, right. Like yeah. The outlier, the outskirts. Or yeah. Right. Towson alone isn't real big on that. Mm-hmm. We That's kinda, a good point. We kind of occupy our homes right. around here. Right, yeah. Much well, abandonment. No, also, there's just like a lot of development and stuff. Yeah. There's more like construction and stuff getting torn down to put new stuff up. Good point. Damn. Yeah. I feel like, uh, well, where I lived in Cockeysville was like, Kind of Warren Road in York. Okay, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly where that is. There used to be a highs there. Yeah, and then there's like a community back there. It's like a bike store. Yeah, 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 yeah. back there. Um, so and there's you, a lot of old crap back there. Our house was like 150 years old, I think. You mentioned doing so when you said you did shrooms. I'm assuming that was before you went sober, Correct. right? Unless yep. you don't count shrooms. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. No, I don't do any of that stuff anymore. I mean, I, I consi- if I were to consider doing anything, it would probably be something like that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't really want to mess with it, you know. Were you, like, yeah. real big into that kind of stuff before that, I guess? Um, I was more of just a straight-up drunk. Okay. Yeah. Respectable. I mean, I liked... I tried my, my share of drugs. Uh, I enjoyed tripping until I had a bad experience. Um, weed never really did it for me. Marijuana always made me feel kind of crazy and like paranoid yeah, and anxious. Same, same. Um, like I kind of enjoyed it sometimes in the right setting, you know. Yeah. So for the most part, it just messed with me. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I don't understand how people can just smoke all day. Right? Like, it's like yeah, I don't understand that, and I don't understand like party atmospheres. Like mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I can totally see getting drunk at a party, but like oh, totally getting stoned at a party, like that would just make me hate it more. If it's a party that. If it's a party of like people I know, which is the only type of party I'm going to go to at 25 years old, sure. like you know, when I was 21, 20, whatever, we'd go right. to like frat parties and shit. And right. like, yeah, I can't see being stoned at a fucking frat party yeah, for yeah. sure. But if it's just like me, Eric, and like all my friends and like some other people and right. just like people I know, I've been high in those environments. And if yeah, I wasn't thinking like, about like a Project X situation or anything. Yeah. I was thinking Project about just X. like what is that? Just like a big old house party. Like okay. I wasn't thinking about that. It was a I was movie. Thinking, yeah. Uh, it was okay. like the biggest teen house party, and it shut down a block, <laughs> and they had to send the cops. But it was it was a bad movie. Um, I thought it was good, dude. It was kind of good. my day. We had house party with kid and play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And we liked it. I I would love. I I don't even. I feel like I would love to go to a big house party just one more time in my more than one more time. But that's something I missed. Dude. I remember the whole time when I was like before I was old enough to go to bars, I would always fantasize about how great it would be to be able to go to bars like dude there's always oh, something to do because like before you're 21 you're like all right i yeah. can't do shit right. yeah I and then you're that. like dude bars just like every night there's a party you can go to i know I, w- I was so ready to to get into that world and then i yeah. had to get sober like right as soon as i turned 21 <laughs> but it's not even like that world like that's oh. not what you hype it up to be yeah, I know. I mean, there is there is a be. small part of me that's still like a little pissed off that I didn't get to have more fun, like with you know the world of drinking and and things like that, because like I just was a mess so quickly. Drinking really solved a lot. Of <laughs> In my younger life, it really solved a lot of like problems. I know that sounds terrible. I'm like I'm like advertising for drinking. I'm like kids, you gotta drink. You gotta drink. It'll Especially solve- when you're young. It'll solve your problems. Yeah, it'll right. solve all your problems. Yeah. It really helped me. <laughs> Look at me now. You see this garage? <laughs> no, but like when I was younger, I the thing that drinking really cleared up for me was like the uh ability is gonna sound weird. Not weird because it's honest, but like I didn't realize that like if you wanna like hook up with girls 
girls like to go out to parties and drink, and mm-hmm. you go out to parties and drink, sure. and then you just that's just how it's done. Right. It's just like it's like not. It's just like that's if you want. We would always just kind of hang out in somebody's basement mm-hmm. with just our guy friends. Yeah, and then like wonder why we weren't right, getting with right. girls, There's like that. because we don't hang yeah, out I with do, girls. Yeah. I do kind of like I was. I do kind of like feel like I missed out on that a little bit, you know. Yeah, but like, and then it's weird too, because like, if I flirt with a drunk girl or like a girl who's drinking, then there's like a weird kind of like, yeah, you know, is this okay type of mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, not that I would ever like, you know, take advantage of that, but it is kind of like, am am I like not allowed to like flirt with somebody if they've, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. like, it's almost like, yeah, I guess if you're drinking too, it's like. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So for me, it's like kind of weird always, you know. But then exactly. It's like, Girls I... had one drink. You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't right. Charge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not. I did, I wasn't like super. Like I I kind of peaked in my drinkingness when I was like uh, like going out and stuff at like a regular time, like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. I liked it, and then and after that, I was just like, you just grow up, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like it, people that are like 23, 24, 25, and still like. Maybe not twenty three, but twenty four, twenty five, and you're still like Dude, hitting I, uptown. Like, I know guys every in their forties like, who still, especially working in the restaurant industry for years. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. That literally do nothing but work, either you know, wait tables, bartend, or work in the kitchen, and then go out with everyone. Get drunk at night, do it again for decades, and that's why I'm like grateful that I like went down in flames so quickly yeah. because. You know, that totally would have been me, probably. The restaurant industry, because that's where I kind of got introduced to it, really. Like, we would get drunk with our friends, but, like, when I actually became, like, a bar goer, mm-hmm. it was really when I worked at, uh, when I came back to Towson and was working at Cheesecake Factory in Towson. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the culture. Like, that's just what you do. Sure. You work, you come into work at four. Right. You know, work the dinner shift, get off at, like, 11, 11.30, and just go to CVP and just yeah. get bombed. Yeah. Le- you know, the bartenders hook you up. They all know you. Right. It's just, like, it just becomes the thing to do. Yeah. And then you get home. You're hungover the next day, but you have until four to fucking recover, right. and you do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that time just fucking flies yeah. away. Yeah. Like, I can't even fucking, I can't even account right. for that, like, two years of my life, because, I mean, I can account well, for it. Well, at least you it, got it out of the way pretty early. I mean, I know people that are... Just Literally with 40 it. years old and still talking about how they're going to do these great things and start bands and do all this stuff and, and literally doing nothing but drinking and working. It is amazing that people don't have that self-awareness. Like, like I feel, okay, like when I was 22 and like I was obviously so like, yeah, dude, I'm going to fucking play music. But like you just kind of don't, you feel like you have time. Sure. You just feel like you have time. Right. You know, you're used to me, and then like, and then you just keep them day after day, and then you look back, and like, oh, I'm 23 now, okay. That yeah, that's exactly what I was saying earlier. Like, where I was, whole, I was like, oh my god, I'm in my late 20s now, and I've like, and I'm sober, and I'm still not doing these things. Like, shouldn't <laughs> I be like at least allowed to like do the yeah. things I want to do if I'm not drinking? You know? Yeah. You kind of just like set up these goals for yourself, and then just assume that it's gonna happen, right. and then it's just like, oh. No, I have to do that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing is you have to have a plan of some sort. And and, and a plan is not necessarily an aspiration. Hmm. Like having an aspiration, like knowing where you want to be is not, I'm going to, I would say this, only because I've known where I've wanted to be since I could think about it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't gotten there yet, so I can only assume it's because I haven't had a plan. Well, what's your uh, what's your goal? Uh, 
my goal has always been to play music and stuff like that. And then we start, yeah, professionally, which I actually technically already do. Sure. Which actually really helped me a mm. lot to kind of put things in perspective. Because right. I just started recently, I play music full time, just acoustic gigs all oh, around. Oh, then, then there you go. I yeah, mean, but, a, but it's not, you know. You, you, how much higher can you get than that? Uh, other than being a rock star. Is that what you want? I mean, I don't need to be a rock star uh-huh. at all. I just want my music to be known. Right. I just want people to like it. You mm-hmm. know, I want. I don't want. I don't want to just play covers at right. high tops for the rest of my fucking. Well, life. do you yeah. have like a following as far as your original stuff? Not really. A lot of cougars. Yeah, <laughs> for That's sure. Not, bad. not really, but but it was the first time in my life that I actually like. I actually I had like a plan, and I re- and once once I like, and I just like it just hit me one day. It just hit me one day, but I recalled before, just like thinking after, I was like, "Holy shit! Like, what the fuck was I doing mm-hmm. before? Like, you just just doing a bunch of shit and just kind of just sitting there, like, okay, eventually something's got to give, right? Right? You know? But like, I don't know. My my plan that I like tangibly saw, I was okay. like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. And this this hit me like a week and a half ago, literally. This is a very recent experience I had. <laughs> it was like after a podcast, it was really high. We came home, and I'm like laying in bed, and I was just like. And you know what the plan was? Was to do. And it's so funny how simple this shit is. But right now, I do the podcast, mm-hmm. and the podcast has gained more ground in the past, however long we've been doing it, mm-hmm. than I've gained music wise in like s- however long I've been doing that, which is way longer. That's yeah, how it works out sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I was like, you know, be really. And, and I, I find it easier because I'm a little bit more detached from Like, mm-hmm. not detached from it because it's still me, but like. Mm-hmm. I feel like music is almost like too personal to me and I have a hard time promoting myself through it. Right. I have a hard time like Do you feel like timid about it? Like you Not timid. I just like I don't want to make people think I think I'm like Music is to me it's a, an art form versus a podcast which is just genuinely free sure. expression. We're just right. having a conversation. Sure. And I don't have a pro- like I'm I can free flow but when I have to like take a thought mm-hmm. and like put it in this medium mm-hmm. being music like communicate it through a melody or a beat and mm-hmm. lyrics and all kinds of different things and then on top of that have to you know arrange the instruments and, and right. master the sound and everything like that it's like a whole bunch of different things and it's, it's ins- like it's an insane amount of work just at to a certain like- yeah at a certain point it just becomes like X amount of degrees detached from sure. you, where it no longer even feels like it's right. you. Right. And I think a lot of that has to do with a. You have to find your. You kind of have to know what you're trying to sound mm-hmm. like, and you just kind of fuck up for a long time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you wouldn't be okay with kind of like doing covers as your job, and then every now and then doing like a original show and and well, like maybe selling a few copies that was, or that was kind of the idea that hit me mm-hmm. was, and that's why I was saying it was so simple in my mind because I was like, wow. You just have to do what you're already doing, right? But to the fucking next level. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What if we got the podcast going mm-hmm. and we could get some type of notoriety like that?" And and one of the people that struck me was like Joe Rogan with the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, like Joe Rogan was always a comedian; he was always doing shit. Right. But I feel like he's never been more famous than he is right now. True. As a result of that podcast, and now right. because of that podcast, he can do the same shit he was always doing, still touring comedy clubs. But now he can do an arena. As yeah. opposed to a club. Sure. Why? Because his name is known. Mm-hmm. And so now he has this kind of like 
free avenue of doing whatever the fuck he wants to do mm-hmm. in music and he can go to any city or, right. or comedy you know in his in his fucking thing and he can do whatever he wants and he can go to any city and be like yo Joe Rogan's doing this he can come here I was like what if I did that like music like what if, if what if we got this podcast going right. and then I could just oh Jimmy's yeah. gonna like sophomore is gonna play yeah, absolutely, in, man. in fucking Tucson or I mean, something the, like yeah, that these you know? things always feed on them I mean really if I could do one thing all the time it would be music like if if I could take stand up, it like like honestly I don't know. Stand up's one of the few things in my life that people have been like, "You're really good at this," or like, you know, we want to see you. A lot of people think I suck, you know, but like, it, it's the only thing where I've actually had people be like, you know, you're genuinely good. Like we we want to come see you. We're not just seeing you because you're a friend. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that with music for me, you know. Like yeah. it's just not. But I can do it with stand-up you know i can get people to come out because they know me from stand-up and i'm not mm-hmm. saying i have like a whole ton of people Do you think like, that the music uh you think it's that way because you're still doing covers or do you think um i just don't have that natural talent for it like i'll with all modesty i'll admit that i think i have some talent with comedy you know like some of it comes naturally to me um it's not that it's not like that with music like if i I'm not a good musician. I'm not a good singer. Like I can, I can rock the party if I put in enough work, like anybody can, and I love it. You know, um, as far as like original music, it doesn't like flow the same way comedy does. Like if I sit down and write something, 99 percent of the time I'm just gonna feel like I'm just doing something somebody else did in a different yeah, way. It feels yeah, cheap. It doesn't. Yeah. Feel, but I have forced myself to start f- working hard enough at original music to come up with stuff that I at least feel satisfied with. And it's a very, very slow process. You know what really uh, helped me kind of break through a barrier was I heard someone, I heard somebody told me, never practice on your main instrument. Or never, not never practice, never write on your main instrument. So if you play guitar, Mm -hmm. do not sit down with the guitar and write a song on it. Hmm. Because what happens is, you know, when you pick up a guitar, Mm -hmm. whenever you pick up a guitar in any situation, you're at a party or anything like that, you pretty much probably have like three or four songs that you're always going to play whenever you pick up that guitar. Mm -hmm. And that's how your body fucking works. Like that's the patterns Mm -hmm. that your body works in. And when you're writing a song, it's that exact same phenomenon. You're doing it, but you're doing it on this instrument that you already are in this habit of doing something. Thing, right. And then you just start to feel like you're just doing that. Mm-hmm. You're just playing one of those four fucking songs that you that play really all the time in that yeah. rhythm, that kind of progression. Mm-hmm. And and so instead, they'll say like, write like if you don't play piano, write it on piano. Right. Just sit there because then you're actually involved in like finding the note. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of the best. I will say a lot of the guys who I've seen play like really cool original guitar mm-hmm. chords and like really groovy tunes were all guys that like I don't think play guitar as like I don't I feel like they're like guys that just like they picked up the guitar and they're just like oh this sounds dope mm-hmm. this sounds dope this sounds dope versus me who's like I'm learning all these scales and stuff like that and I can't right. come up with that fucking chord well, that, because yeah, I'm too busy is, thinking in a right. box yeah and it is like one thing I've learned with music on a personal level is like it's always about the emotion. It's never about the skill. It doesn't mean that like a technical player can't evoke emotion, but like I don't know. For me, like a good song is a good song. Like people, you know, ask like, "What genre are you into?" or whatever. Mm-hmm. And generally, you know, I'm kind of like, I just like good songs. You know, yeah. like um, mm-hmm. 
you know, like when a band, like I, I don't really notice the production for the most part with bands. I don't notice like if they stain- change their style real drastically, you know, and people are like, oh my God, they sold out or something like that. Like I don't even pay attention to that. I just pay attention to like the emotion that the song evokes. You that's know? very much more, I would say, like a rock state of mind because rock mm-hmm. music has always kind of been like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or at least recently, where it's like when I think of like the really super produced, like really like big sound and like crazy cool sounds. Right. That's more like hip hop to me, like the mm-hmm. super clean vocals and shit like that. Yeah. But rock, it's always like the vocals are like kind of in the in the back. It seems like mm-hmm. and everything. It sounds like an old school recording, or you know. And I, I, I think it would be cool if somebody brought that element to rock. But like, I agree with you that it's a lot. Rock is a lot more about emotion, but that's also because it's like a of the way it's written. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the hip-hop is just, like, you know, a producer makes the beat. Right. And then the artist purchases the beat mm-hmm. and then writes a song over top of it. But it's not really entirely them because right. it's not... They didn't necessarily write the music behind it. With rock, it's like, you're creating everything from mm-hmm. the ground up. Mm-hmm. That's why I like guys like Kanye West and, mm-hmm. like, because... At, if you want to say anything about him, at the very least you can say that guy makes his shit. Right. Like, yeah. and that's him. When you hear a fucking song, yeah. that's him. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is rare. Yeah, and case. I think that's like what a lot of musicians forget. Like when they're, it's like we emulate as fans. You know, we we want to sound like a certain artist or something, or like take what they did and expand upon it. But we copy the wrong things. Like yeah. we copy the the sound or you know like the technical sound or the style or something like that when it's like we got to copy that indefinable something that like makes it great you Mm -hmm. know like that magic and i think a lot of bands do that too like when they get older they start to suck because they are copying the wrong thing from when they were younger you know what i mean they're Mm -hmm. trying to emulate how they sounded but they're not emulating like the feeling that i think the biggest hurdle to jump is what do you want to sound like, not what do you think you should sound like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and when, you, when you emulate certain other bands, it's like, oh, man, it would be so dope if I would have this right. kind of sound and like right. that. And then through trial and error and trial and error, you eventually just come to a point where like, you just learn how to right. just, just like anything else, you just learn what it is you're trying to go for. You have yeah. a plan. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same thing I would say in life because like with music, yeah. I, I just came to a realization, realization, like my brother has a pretty solid like hip hop career going. Like right. he he's got like a fan base. Really? He gets like thousands upon thousands of plays on wow. SoundCloud and What's Spotify. His name? Uh, he goes by Seleski. His name's okay. Dominic. And and he like and he he um does shows with Jet Bailey who's who's really doing big things and wow. Don you know, a lot That's of the, awesome. he's like one of one of the guys I would mm-hmm. say like in this area. And you know, he'll do shows at Soundstage and stuff like that. Cool. And I've I went to the shows and I just kind of realized it's like this isn't going to be what I do. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just realized like I don't think I'm going to be like that, like selling out arenas or something like that, nor do I want it. Mm -hmm. What I really ideally, and that's the whole thing, what I really ideally would would like is, you know what I fucking love doing? I loved going out to the bars and drinking with my friends and having a great time and having everybody Mm -hmm. around me. I love having people around me and shit like that. It's great. We did this, uh, just this punk house living room party, like literally no bigger than this room, maybe even smaller with the, the Misfits cover thing the other night. Literally one of the funnest times I've ever had playing music, and and it's just it's just when I realized that that's what I wanted, like just something like that, but to an to an X degree scale. Mm-hmm. And once you have that, it just becomes a matter of doing it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with music. Music is like a microcosm of that, or any any 
anything, I would say, is a microcosm of that. If you want to get good at anything, it's just like, like I said, I think, I think it comes down to having a plan. You can only come up with a plan. You can only find out what you want to do and how you want to do it by fucking up a ton. Just like with relationships. Good point. Good point. You're, in, you're 17. You know, yep. when you're in kindergarten, you think you have it. You're like, I like this girl and we're going to get married. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, life keeps throwing shit at right. you and then you're yeah. in high school and you're like, I really like this girl and then that, that doesn't work out mm-hmm. and it's just a fucking just, eventually you're like, okay, well I thought I wanted this in a, right. in a woman but then yeah. I realized that that quality fucking yeah. more, sucks. More will be revealed when you throw yourself out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like with stand-up, I, I always tell people like, just go up there and fail over, just mentally prepare yourself to like fail in front of all these people you know, and it's yeah, because like, then when you actually do good, it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's your job in the beginning, I think, is to just go up there and, and completely humiliate yourself publicly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's it's all because you're you know, we're so stuck in our own heads that we think like most people don't like if you had a show last year that you fucking bombed, nobody remembers that right. shit. Nobody cares. Yeah. Like nobody's going out and being like Remember that one night when Mike Moran fucked yeah. up and it's like 10 years? It's like nobody cares. You care. Exactly. You're, you're the one who's in your own way. Like yeah. just either yeah. do it and if you fuck up, do it again. And, and like Definitely. at the end of the day, people are just doing Definitely. their own fucking thing and they'll pay attention once you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but no, I mean, people aren't really interested in watching somebody figure it out until they've figured it out. And then everybody's like, oh, I want to yeah. watch this interview from when they right. were like, oh. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is always interesting to like, like successful bands or comedians or whatever to like go back and look at their old videos and photos and stuff. And it's like, wow, those were normal human beings at one point. Yeah. Like, and they, and, and that's uh, just, just the idea that they, they still are normal human beings. You know, right. they're just, they're just guys who have been, I don't know, just like meeting like certain comedians and stuff like that. The one, like guys who were like touring like we had Mark Norman on and, and like all these guys are so casual about right. like just the progression it's just mm-hmm. like yeah just now the I'm cool here. Like, I was just, some people the cool get ones huge are. ego so yeah we haven't had they one usually say guys. no to the podcast yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah probably yeah. yeah that's like the big that's like the big uh <laughs> gate right there if yeah, you say I mean, yes to the is... podcast I assume you're dope because we I mean that might be something that right. like if it were to get bigger that like then we'd have to watch out for because then you, anybody's gonna say yes exactly. and then it's like oh fuck this yeah. guy fuck yeah it is sucks. a weird thing but but most people are cool I mean you do gotta watch out for some snakes out there but like the vast majority of like comedians and I, I think just people in general are are generally pretty cool. So, what's the format of the the um, Mickey with Mickey Coachella? Like, what do you guys do on that? Uh, you know, we actually just had to change our format today a little bit. It's well, it's kind of a constant struggle with us wanting to do pretty much just like punk rock radio. You know, okay. like make a big, silly, stupid, ridiculous, over the top show mm-hmm. versus they want us to just be regular radio DJs and just be like, all right, so this song is by Donna Summer. And but this is AM? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Then you got to do some talking, dude. Like, I know. It's mandatory. But dude, believe yeah. me, if we could, we would talk the entire time. And if you guys want to send emails to the station saying that, I would much appreciate well, it. Guys, I want to hear about the cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to hear. <laughs> but it's, it's a weird thing because it's like we we doubled the ratings as far as I've heard last but uh, and you guys well, are doing like the live stream and like yeah that well that's a whole another thing um but before that the the it, it's it's like we got the ratings up i think or you know probably mickey got the ratings up but they don't want to lose their dynamic of like soccer moms that listen to you know 70s and 80s hits uh, but the live stream thing is actually taking on a life of its own which is really cool um people watch us on facebook all day well for a few hours at least 
and uh, that's like become its own little community and everything. It's been I really can imagine cool. radio being very constricting because radio has an audience that is in that demographic, right? And so that demographic expects a certain thing, mm-hmm. and as a radio they have station, advertisers, yeah, 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 stuff. Gotta, yeah. But with the live stream, it really kind of opens up. Definitely, that's that's what's saved our sanity. I think. Because you can just still do the show. Right. And so how does that work? So you guys do the show, but then like... They just mute the mics. And just actually the just talk the whole time? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. We usually don't get it going until about 3 or so. Because okay. we got to like set up and load the songs and everything. 3... 3 p.m. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, we get on and we have like a whole little community of people that are there every day just hanging out. You know, some people like turn it on at work or whatever. And then we have to, you know, we have to like... Go back and, and record a break or like, you know, go on the air for a few minutes or whatever. And then we can go back to the Facebook Live. Well, what happened with uh, 98 Rock with Mickey Coachella? I don't know. You never? Um, no, I really don't know the details, honestly. I yeah, think I'm not uh, sure either. part of it was um, not wanting to wake up that early, honestly. Oh, yeah. What time was he doing? Dude, that was like, I think that was like probably he had to get in there at five. Oh, yeah. So it was like a there. six to 10 show. Yeah, something like that. How can you be interesting at six in the morning, dude? I, I think just, I could if I, like, for me, getting out of bed is the most miserable experience yeah. that I, but once I'm going, I feel like my brain fires pretty well for a while and then I'm dead again. The, I agree. The getting out, of, and it's not the getting out of bed necessarily. It's like all the things I have to do upon getting out of bed just to like be ready to do anything, like mm-hmm. brushing my teeth and stuff. I was thinking today while I was taking a shower, I was like, I hate taking showers, dude. Really? I, I love showers. I fucking hate them, dude. It's just like wasted time. Oh, I love dude, showers. Now you can do man. though, brush your teeth in the shower. Yeah. That's a game I've changer. I've discovered that recently too. Brushing it's your nice. teeth in the shower? Yeah. Dude, the hot water. Oh, it's wow. really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I discovered that, that recently as well. Dude, I love showers, though. That's the best. That's one of the best parts of life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not big on them, dude. <laughs> dude, but yeah. It's warm water. It's just like, up. it's just like. All that toothpaste running down your body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what soap do you use? Colgate. That's Colgate. <laughs> Crest. Big Crest guy. Um. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just. Oh, I love them. It's just like, uh, when I'm doing it, it's like, but it's like, dude, I hate. I just think I'm like getting to a point mentally where I, I really need to work on just discipline because I was in the shower and I swear to God today I almost thought about giving up halfway through. <laughs> in the shower? the shower, I was like, do I really about? have to fucking clean my just legs? Not too? dry off or what? <laughs> wow. Dude, I don't know how to describe it. I was just in the shower. I was like, I don't know if I can go through with this. Dude. See, the shower is one of those things. <laughs> like for me, like as a, as a person with bad depression, I think like most good things for me, I don't enjoy doing. You know, like like washing my clothes or like yeah, things yeah. like that. Hate like. It. Like I know they're good for me, and I think like normal people like get endorphins kind no, of doing but those like, things. But, but your shitty mind's like, no, right. I don't deserve clean clothes. I'll just keep wearing this. <laughs> Dude, I don't, it's, <laughs> it's more just like I just can't. It's, I just don't get any mental reward for doing those things. You know, yeah. Washing With the, the shower, a chore. it's a chore. Yeah, washing the dishes can be cool. Sometimes I wash a dish, and I'd be like, Dude, I like cleaning I wash, up. I wash dishes professionally for so long. Oh, damn, you must be good as shit. I refused to go out on the floor for the longest time. That's where the money's at. I didn't want to cook. I didn't want to. Yeah, I eventually did. But yeah, I stayed in the dish room like forever. I was like the best freaking dishwasher. (laughs) People would like think I was the manager 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, the dishwasher. Number <laughs> one recruit. <laughs> no, I just clean these real quick and then I walk around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else to do. There's no more dishes. <laughs> No, nah, dude, I like literally like I realized lately that I have to get a haircut and I was like, dude, same. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I don't feel like doing this. The like, tough I, thing is there's no escaping that one. <laughs> you yeah. can't get For away the with rest it. of our lives. Dude, we will be slaves like, to haircuts. I'm so like, I'm so tempted tomorrow to just buy like a buzzer, right. like an I electric buzzer and then just doing it myself. I tried that. It's it doesn't look right on me. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't. I don't think it would look right on you either, Eric. Really? I think buzz cuts. I don't know. Do you think Eric could well, not, pull it off? Not a buzz cut, but I'll put like a number like four on or a number three and then just it's buzz still everything. It's going to be like... Uh, you have to be really, really... And, and I think like I think youngness factors into it, but I feel like once you get to a certain age, you just need a good haircut because you can't just pull off a bad haircut I anymore. I think that's true. Like when I was at really? a certain age, I could do anything with my hair and it, right. would, it would look decent. Yeah, and, like, and you then, see like, that with musicians and stuff. Like They can just have long hair in their yeah. faces and stuff but after a while but that's all like hyper stylized too yeah true. at a certain level mm -hmm. oh for sure dude but I it is know. i admittedly as much as i hate to admit it a good haircut does kind of change the whole game <laughs> it takes me from being like you me know? to being a slightly attractive guy oh yeah at the right angle <laughs> you look in the mirror while. and you're like Damn, I didn't know I looked right. Like it's like, this. oh, okay, I can be attractive. Wow. <laughs> that was an option for me. I'll just like see like good looking dudes with haircuts now, and I'm just like, I got that. Could be me. That could be see, me. I, I wish so bad I was the type of guy that could just shave his head and just wear black and not worry about any of it. There's certain dudes that just pull off that whole fucking bald thing. Dude. You gotta be like good. You gotta be like. You gotta have a perfect head shape. You gotta have a you good head shape. Like, you gotta have a good face. You gotta yeah, be. You gotta be in shape. Like, yeah. yeah. Archie pulls it off very well. He's got he a good. Does. He's got very a good. Dope. good he's an like, attractive fella he with, is. with like you know. He like, like it like he's been going with this like five o'clock shadow all over, even right. on the head. He oh, hasn't yeah, really dude. been shaving his head, Such and it looks look. great. Yeah. Such it a looks good look. amazing. Yeah. Such a good look. <laughs> I were I worked with Archie when we were uh, like twenty one. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because he was from around giant. here too. Um, I don't think he grew up around here. I think he moved here though. Like yeah, he moved school. here. He lived on like Margate yeah. or something. Yeah, we worked at the same giant down the down York Road. Mm -hmm. That's now like a medical center. Yeah, yeah. Up in Cockeysville area. Uh, no, it's Ammonia. Yeah, it's like right up the street. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know each other, but I remembered him. Because then I saw him again a few years later, and I was like, Didn't I think I worked hair? with that guy. <laughs> yeah, he had like long, like kind of Kurt Cobain hair. That's dude. I bet you he was killing it back then, dude. I, he should have been if he wasn't. I don't. I think <laughs> he should have been. He was a good looking fella. Still is, dude. Hey, Let's man, take a piss yeah. real quick. Don't cast him down. Yeah, let's put on some music real quick. It's gonna be hard to pee with that boner thinking about Archie. <laughs> dude, I don't know. I'd just be happy, like. I'm happy where I am right now. This isn't where like where I want to, you know. Well, you're still young and shit. You're doing good for like your age, you know. Yeah, and like I'm, you know, working at a production company for my like main like job, which mm -hmm. is kind of comedy adjacent in a way. Definitely. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. So like that's, I'm I'm content where I am now. Yeah, yeah. I would probably want comedy to be doing like the main haul for the money stuff. Right. To be fully happy, I guess, but also I don't know if I'll ever be fully happy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, think it's, I don't know what that means. I think <laughs> it's I mean? like, like I think we totally gotta concentrate on like just appreciating what we have because it's yeah. I, I swear like I've seen it like it really is like at every level you get to, 
there's still another level to be like, well, those people have. I'm not there. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And then even if you make it to the top, like even if you're Michael Jackson or James Brown, they, those people were still fucking miserable. You know? I mean, there like, is that saying: it's everything will be okay. The moment you're okay with everything. Yeah, it's true. Which and is also that one where it's like every little thing is gonna be all right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean those are both those it are both is, sayings. It's, I mean. it's a cliche, <laughs> and it's like I totally, you know, I mean maybe I do use that as an excuse to like not be where somebody else is, you know, to like yeah, to and be like oh I don't care, you know, but it's like I think it's about being the best version of yourself. I think it's about mm-hmm. examining who you are and yeah. what you're doing and taking it to the nth degree yeah but like the moment you stop trying to be somebody else right. and, and a lot of times like you say oh i'm not trying to be somebody else but like in a way you kind of everybody kind of is because mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're aspiring to do something like we were talking about earlier you have this idea of how it's supposed to happen mm-hmm. and and other people that you admire that also did it that you're like well i have to kind of follow this path and it's like like i'll do it all the time like i'll just like I'll like hear a song from like a dude in the seventies, and I'll just instantly look up how old he was when that song came out. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the timeline? Like, okay, he was tw- okay. How old was Tom Petty when he came out with Free Falling? Like, right. just silly shit like that, as if it has any bearing on my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always just relative to your own happiness. You know, it's like there's no objective way of 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 looking at it all. I think. I mean, for me, like I th- I just feel really. I know there's for me like I spent so much of my life wishing I was doing this stuff. And mm-hmm. thinking about it and not doing it, that I can be like grateful. Like it's probably good that I didn't do anything until my late twenties, you know, because like I can really appreciate it now. Like I was on the precipice, like this close to having a job that I'm sure I would have hated. Like I was like at the point, like I, I was ready to like get married. I was about to get married, and wow. yeah, yeah, wow. and, and take a job that I would have, and, and just gone with a life that I would have been mostly miserable all the time and, <laughs> and then the girl broke up with me and i was like screw it i'm gonna try to be a starving artist and that's just like so that'll do it having having a relationship will definitely kind of make you think in those terms mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i've gotten in conversations like yeah but like you know <coughs> it's great that you want to like follow a passion but like you got to put your kids through school you got to right. be responsible you got to think about them and it's like I don't feel like thinking about them right now. Like I, twenty <laughs> five years old. Yeah. I feel like well, do you want to have both? Do you want to have like a family life I and have be an artist? Kids. I want to have a family, but I want to fucking be accomplished. I want to mm-hmm. do something. I'm not fucking ready to have kids yet. Well, you're already doing or music professionally, which is like, yeah, but really is, hard for anybody to do. The thi- I don't feel like it's an. Ac- I really and and I I mean this in the most modest way possible. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it was an accomplishment for me to be for me to be making money playing gigs. Mm-hmm. So I always I always had a natural affinity for it. Mm-hmm. Like other people had to work really hard just to get the gigs I was getting right. and stuff like that. And so I don't feel like I don't feel like oh great you're playing twelve times a month. Like of course you are. Mm-hmm. That that's like but that I'm not. That's you know if that becomes the the pinnacle well, of anything still I ever have do. Have that out of the way as far as like making money on your performance yeah. oh, you know dude, like that's it, that's a huge hurdle that are you financially independent through comedy no okay no, i still have to uber and i uh take care of an old man i will say that oh that, that sounds like a dope job it or is not. pretty sweet i haven't i haven't had to uber much lately but i have to take mr sullivan out and he he lets me live he, he lets me have the top floor of his house for free so cool. i pay rent dope so that's pretty awesome. But I, I, I'm, I make very little money doing comedy right now, honestly. Things put things that put me in perspective was like, 
what I really realize is like, yes, to, because people kind of have this idea about specifically performing arts where it's like they either think you're like homeless or you're like Bruno Mars or something like that. Or you're like Bill Burr or you're just a fucking mm -hmm. nobody open mic. But they don't realize like you can make a living. Hmm. You can make a living doing that stuff. And, right. and, and like, you know, I, I, there are guys that I know that play acoustic shows. They're like, you know, 30s, whatever, mid 30s. And that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And they, they make $50,000 a year doing that. Hmm. And it's like, the thing is, when you're younger and like other people, I feel like look at that. It's like, oh yeah, well, he plays music, yeah, but he's he's just playing like these shitty gigs, and it's right. like, yeah, but he's making fifty thousand dollars a year. You're making fifty thousand dollars a year. Are you a famous accountant? Right. Are you a famous fucking uh, paralegal? Like the most sought after? Like you tour cities? Like oh my god, that's that yeah. paralegal? Like no, you're making a fucking <laughs> living, mm -hmm. and that guy's making a fucking living. Yeah. And for some reason, you don't think that's as legitimate because it's not ingrained in your head that that's a possible life path. You just mm -hmm. fuck. Oh, you gotta you gotta work for somebody. That's that's how you do it. And if you're not working for somebody, dude. So in that way, I can totally appreciate my situation because I fucking love not working for somebody. Dude. Yeah, dude. That's, I that's suck at working. So with many people would. No, I'm the same way, man. I cannot work. I mean, I can, but it's freaking miserable. Even like <laughs> most jobs, I have like I, I get along with almost everybody. I have a good time. But I still just hate like there's always like one asshole that ruins it, and I I just hate like somebody having power over me like that. <laughs> Can't fucking stand it, dude. And it's particularly with the restaurant industry. What really kind of booted me out? Well, what actually booted me out was I got fired. <laughs> I mean, that was actually what literally what booted me out. Was a boot, <laughs> which which is funny because my boss literally called me this morning and like he was like, "Hey, I was driving down the road. I heard some '90s song. I thought of it. he like left me a message. I haven't called him back yet. I probably should." But, like it's weird. Every boss that's ever fired me, I'm like really really good friends with. They were just hmm. like, "Dude, I just like this you just got a bad employee, dude." <laughs> I, I think I'm great I, conversationalist. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I'm terrible at everything, but I think that's why I'm able to because I can form like personal relationships with people and just be a good dude, you know, just yeah. like show them that I'm trying, you know, like come early, stay late, try to do everything that's yeah, asked of you. Totally. But uh, so that's why I think I usually end up working out is definitely not because of my any skills of any kind. I kind of like. I kind of like started to kind of shift mentally halfway through. The most recent restaurant I worked at was Melting Pot in Towson, like mm -hmm. the fondue restaurant. Yeah, I remember that. And it was just like it was just like kind of a the the people that were getting hired were just all of a sudden I was like one of the older guys on staff mm -hmm. and it just the whole dynamic changed. Like I was always like like this goofy dude and like it was funny because like right. oh just like a goofy kid but then i was like, like oh, he's the, the new guy yeah 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 <laughs> and then i was like an older guy and then people like it was just like different it was just everything was different i was like i don't fucking mm -hmm. fit in here anymore like i'm not interested in like going to fucking sue's apartment later and mm -hmm. doing it like i just don't like sure uh, you know it, but what it is amazing to me is that like you were saying before that there's guys in their mid-30s and 40s that haven't gotten out of that yet yeah like how are you literally like the minute because i always used to see those guys and be like how are you so, and then the minute you start to become one of those guys i was mm -hmm. like yo no yeah i think no. it's addiction more than anything honestly i think it's just like i mean there's some people that are really interested in the culinary arts that stay in it for that you know and sometimes yeah. like the addiction just kind of goes along with it but i think as far as like most like servers and bartenders yeah, and stuff cooking's a whole different thing for, i yeah. would say um because sure. that's a career they you know, they just, they get it, they're addicted to a drug, <laughs> you know, it's, it's often it's alcohol. It's fast and, cash, dude. Did you uh, ever wind up serving? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like it, it's the trap. Right. It's a trap, dude. Hey, even Serving's not drinking, the original trap, it was hard dude. to get out of dude, it because you, know, you just see the money. You see it right. in front of you in, in your ha- face, mm-hmm. dude. Nobody's gonna pay you cash and nobody's gonna pay you twenty five dollars an hour. But you work at a good restaurant, right. yeah. you can make twenty five dollars no, an hour. When I quit, I went into like debt for the first time in my life because I just like didn't know how to. And I felt like I was working constantly. I just like, but it was soul sucking, dude. Yeah. Serving is no, just... it's a little bit of debt is worth happiness. I found. I would just every day, just like so many people's happiness is dependent on you, and you're a server, and it's just like, I don't know. You would just leave every day feeling like a piece of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I would at least just being like, damn, I forgot to get that guy a refill. I'm yeah, such and a, I just like <laughs> yeah, such and, an and asshole. It's weird, like having. <laughs> Such strong emotions over things like that, you know. Like <laughs> relationships can end over like a burger, you know. Yeah. Or, like, oh my god, dude! I've I've literally just like this, and and like when you're young, when I was younger, I could, I could put up with it because I was like, all right, like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just passing through right now, you know. I'm just a right. kid, like sure. I'm gonna put up with this shit. But then I got to a point when I was like 24, when I was like, no, I'm a fucking grown ass man too. Mm-hmm. You are not. You are not going to yell at me exactly like a little fucking kid. Yeah, and I, I couldn't would, deal like, with it. Like I, I, like I, that was like three weeks before I was fired. This woman came in and complained about like a cup of coffee or something right, like that, right. and I was like, I just let her know what the fuck was up. Wow, would you Very, say to her? She basically she was just sitting in there for. She came in with her family, mm-hmm. and. They ate, and I gave them great service, and they left me twenty percent. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then like. The dude and the daughter left, and she was just still sitting there. Checks paid everything, and I was like, okay, whatever. And like, she was in my section, so I would still pass through mm-hmm. regularly. And then, like, after 15 minutes, she was like, oh, can I get a cup of coffee? I was like, sure. And I got her a cup of coffee, didn't charge her. I was like, whatever, you pay, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, another hour goes by. She asked me for another cup of coffee. I'm like, okay, why are you, why are you still here? Mm-hmm. I didn't say that. But in my head, I'm like, why are you still there? So I get another cup of coffee? Great. Still didn't charge her. Wow. On the third go-round, 30 minutes later, she asked me for another cup of coffee. And I'm like, all right, at this point, you've been here for two and a half hours. You're taking up a table, mm-hmm. and you've had three coffees. I'm just going to bring you out a check. You know how you do like little subtle things? Like, hey. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Come try on. To ease I just out. gave her a check for two bucks, mm-hmm. which I thought was like, okay, you got, I gave you three. I gave you sure. three things that, that my boss me. that my boss would yell at me if he found that I was giving right. you free. Yeah. I make those judgments all the time. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna fucking charge somebody for a soda if they got a fucking gin mm-hmm. martini. Like, you get a free diet sure. coke, dude. And my boss would be like, "What the fuck? They got a soda too." I'm like, "Dude, shut up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was cleaning the line, dude. Also, please don't fire me. <laughs> but uh, so I go back, and this time I drop a check, and and that was what did it. I mm-hmm. I come back again. She's like, "Do you realize?" That I was sitting here with an empty cup of coffee for 15 minutes and had to ask you. I was like, I didn't realize you were still technically like expecting to be served. I thought mm-hmm. that you're fa- you were just sitting here. She was just sitting there on her fucking like phone, just mm-hmm. chilling, mm-hmm. just literally kicked back, just chilling. I thought like maybe you were just waiting around. I was like, right. man, whenever you asked me for a cup of coffee, I got you a cup of coffee. But like at mm-hmm. a certain point, like I got tables upstairs, I got tables around sure. here. Like I. As far as and, and then she started telling me about like she's like I have this condition where I need you know this stuff the other thing yeah yeah exactly <laughs> she starts telling me about this condition I have a caffeine addiction dude she she fucking went haywire with like everything she was like and I I was like ma'am I'm sorry I didn't know that and uh-huh. you never let me know right. and it's not I don't I don't that's not I don't I don't know that if you would have mm-hmm. let me know that you need a cup of coffee every twenty minutes you're gonna fucking seize. 
I would get that for you. Yeah. But like, but also, why, would, why are you doing that in this restaurant? Yeah, exactly. You sounds like you need to go to a fucking <laughs> hospital. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a whole other thing. You're telling me that there a condition exists where you have to continuously drink coffee? I That's what she was telling me, which is oh why I was God. like, no, how you are not going to make me. Fatigue. How did it not happen? <laughs> I was not. Yeah, clearly exactly. The if my service is that fucking bad, like, oh, yeah, yeah. you would be dead right yeah. now, according to you. Right. <laughs> But yeah, 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 so I just like she just starts like she cr- was crying and everything. Like she was crying? like crying. She was a maniacal woman. Oh, she my was a maniacal God. woman, and I was just like I was doing. I was serve. I was helping other people yeah. out. And everything Every else. now and then you get someone like that. I was like, ma'am, that look, was right. I'm sorry. This is what happens. This is what's going on uh-huh. right now. If you have a condition, you let me know. If you want another cup of coffee, let me right. know. But I, I, you're not gonna sit here and yell right. at me as if this is something that I'm responsible for or something yeah. like that. And she just flipped and it was wow. and then she wrote this terrible review to the restaurant my boss uh. called me up in the office and he was like can you explain this and i was like oh i'll fucking explain it <laughs> i will fucking explain this this is bullshit wow but that's the thing you know when you own a business he had to give her a gift card for like a sure. hundred bucks and invite him you out you gotta again. do this and they came out again and then they spent the whole time telling the other s- server girl how terrible i was while oh i was tending God. bar it's <laughs> like damn see that's the thing it's like you, you get a couple of rude Jimmy, people can you give me a coffee for that table <laughs> <laughs> quickly you get a, you get a couple of rude people a day generally i think waiting tables and then you get like one epic person every few months and it just it makes but the thing is how like all service jobs yeah well working in movie movie theaters yeah yeah, i mean i worked in movie theaters uh when i was younger and like that i've never had so many people like get pissed off at me for stuff that has nothing to do with me like as working you're just the liaison dude people have a bad experience right if it's the cooking if Uh they didn't like the movie yell at yeah right like it's it's so weird like did you get people that would like yell at you for the like the prices and stuff yeah it's like dude what do you expect (laughs) i made them do that was me I well, like I work for Miramax, and we decided <laughs> they oh, tried yeah, to tell me to make a soda two bucks, but I said <laughs> right. no. Like you're pocketing the money that like yeah. you're getting for popcorn like, or whatever. No, dude, I'm still getting paid like two dollars. I know. Above wage. You've like, heard my isn't... bit about that, right? No. Oh yeah, I have a whole bit about like working movie theaters and dude, like, crazy. people assume that I'm like <laughs> responsible for the price of movies <laughs> when I'm 17. Like that was a terrible movie. It's like dude, I didn't <laughs> fucking write it. Right. Well, I'll tell my boss. He actually directed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's you have like there were a lot of odd requests at the movie like. We, I had a lot of people complain that they couldn't get their free refill after, like, they walked out of, like, the last showing, mi- like, movie. Yeah, so they'd, I like, come out at, too. like, fucking one thirty or 2 in the morning. Right. And they'd be, like, in the middle of a ghost town that was, like, yeah. the concession yeah, stand. They'd be, too. like, um, we wanted to get our free popcorn. I'm, like, <laughs> we're the only people here. Like, right. there's, like, one dude yeah. who's cleaning the popcorn machine yeah. with the overnight crew I don't think he knows English. He's not going to make you popcorn. <laughs> how do you say popcorn? There's acid in there right now cleaning the kettle, so I don't think I can put yep. kernels in there. I remember having there. that exact problem. I didn't, Dude, oh I was bad. so happy whenever I could, because I had to deal with all that shit as, like, the manager. I know. So, like, dude, like, I would just, if I knew I could get away with just, like, crushing someone's like whatever their hope was that day whatever like the free whatever the free popcorn the free upgrade whatever they wanted whatever uh, they're trying to like scam out of me or whatever right. if i caught on to it quick enough or like if like, what do you mean what's an example dude there's this fucking gypsy family that would come into the movie theater a genuine all the time. gypsy family genuine gypsy family 
Wow, this they, is interesting. This is interesting because in. I didn't know that gypsies were actually... Oh, they're real. Dude, th- real. I mean, I knew they were Dude, real, real but Nehi. I didn't know they were like an ethnicity until recently. Uh, What are they, Romanian? They're wandering people. They well, don't have I a think anybody I've, I've studied it because I found them so fascinating in the last year. And and by study, I mean I like looked on Wikipedia <laughs> once. <laughs> and they're, apparently they have an Indian lineage. Well, for sure. Uh, but yeah, they've traveled through like Rome, and and uh, they've always been a traveling people. Yeah. Okay, but dude, so it, they they try to hit us up like every month. They'd like they'd come through. They'd rack up a huge like concession bill, uh-huh. and then like the next day they'd come in and be like, "Yeah, my my son and my daughter." Like they'd bring their kids along all the time, and it'd be like this wife, this husband, their daughter, and their son, and they'd come back the next day and be like, "Yeah, our son puked." All, all the food up, and uh, we had to leave the movie early, so we wanted to get a refund on the concessions and uh, um, the yeah. movie. So how would you shut them down? Dude, well, the first time they got me. Okay. And then, like... You gave them a full refund. I didn't give them a full refund, but I gave them, like, a gift card. I okay. definitely gave them a gift card and, like, movie passes. Right. There you go. Second time, I was like, all right, like, I'll, uh, I'll just give you movie passes this time. Like, you don't have an actual receipt. I can't do shit. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, like, I would see them try it on other people. And then I'd get, like, phone calls of, mm. like, I had this terrible thing happen, blah, 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 blah. And I, like, started to, like, recognize their voice. Mm-hmm. So, like, they'd try to call, and then I'd, like, play, like, elaborate games with them. And I'd nice. just be like, all right, just, like, can you read off, like, what it what the ticket says? And I'll, I'll look it up on our system, and I'll fully refund it or, blah, like, you know, just make shit up. <laughs> and then they'd, like, read off the ticket, and then... I'd be like, all right, read every number off. So they'd have to read the price off, too. So it'd be like 0.00. I'm like, oh, well, that means that you didn't pay for that ticket. So I can't give you, like, just for, like, 10, 20 minutes. I just keep them on the right, phone. Right. I do have to, like, telemarketers, too. Dude, I can't fucking believe, like, that's the thing. It, working in that type of industry, the customer service industry, really brings you in tune with how shitty many people are. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, I used to actually work tech support. Oh, my God. That's the fucking worst. And it was for, like, video games. Wow. So you'd have the dumbest motherfuckers <laughs> calling. No. Like, dude, it was insane. How do you beat this level? Yeah, would it be <laughs> stuff like that? Like, I can't get past this level. It's Not bullshit. really. It'd, it'd mainly just be like, oh, no, like, y- your Xbox is broken. <laughs> <laughs> or like right, right. just like stu- or like is the is it try is the power the on to turn it on <laughs> is it plugged in did you need to flip the switch right. all right okay cool or uh, a is lot your of power just moms, glove connected dude a lot of moms calling in for their young kids who uh-huh. are probably autistic <laughs> just couldn't figure it out wow. <laughs> um so yeah. it was a lot of a lot of weird shit i just hmm. didn't like i didn't like that like First of all, people could come in late, like ten minutes before close, and just keep you there until like two hours after. And yeah, you're just like, fuck this. And then, and then they were usually the same people that stiffed you or something mm-hmm. like that. And you're just like, I don't like the fact that I can do a whole bunch of work and it's an option to be right. paid. Right. Like that. That whole thing got me. I was like, it shouldn't be an, like I'm here until yeah. one in the morning. Yeah, I think the whole tipping system is kind of archaic. Like, but the thing is, that's the trap of it. Is because I personally. I no longer serve, but if you were to tell me, all right, dude, here's what we're going to do. Instead of uh, you getting like $3 an hour plus tips, we're just going to give you a flat 10. Mm-hmm. $10. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. Right. So it's like, it's like, yeah, people say, 
Well, they'd have to adjust. I mean, there are restaurants like in Europe and stuff where they do that and they adjust it accordingly. That's why I don't serve in Europe, dude. Fuck I would, yeah, I, I won't work in Europe. I, I probably. <laughs> well, I live here. You will never. <laughs> I refuse to take a job in Europe right now. You will never I've been see me bar in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, next week. I like completely boycotted them. <laughs> No, I, I like I like I like it, but it's it like we said, it's just it's just I don't like that people scam and I didn't like like you were in a management position, so you kinda had the liberty of like telling people off. But like when you're just like the middleman or something like that, it's just like Let uh, me ask you guys this. Obviously it's annoying. Does it does it genuinely hurt your feelings that like people will try to screw you over like absolutely. that? Absolutely. That's why I couldn't oh, yeah, too. Yeah. Me too. It genuinely like, like it, was, it pulls up resentment. Like I'll still think of something. Do you guys remember sports on York Road? Yeah, I worked there for like two years when I was like eighteen, mm-hmm. and uh, which, like is, a, which is which is weird because it's it was like a two car wash now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a sheets or something. Yeah, um, and uh, to this day, I'll still have like resentments that pop up. From when I was like seventeen, <laughs> you know, really? like somebody being an asshole to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of it's just like. Now that I'm an adult, I think like there's no way I would be like cruddy to some 17 year old working at an arcade for something he had nothing to do with. And you that's know? What, like, they don't see it for what it is. And I think that was the hardest part for right. me. It was like to them, it's just their night out and they're just basing everything off of how their night's going. But right. they don't ever consider it. it's like, oh, this is some dude's job. Well, most serving. people do, though. I mean, most 90, people 97% do. of people are understanding, I think. But it is shocking, like, there's enough grown, intelligent adults that be like, hey, oh, this person's not really a human being, are they? Like, 97% is a high You think so? Okay. I would say so. I, I, Depending I, on the restaurant you're at. Okay. I, I agree. I think the more expensive the restaurant, but then it's, it's like a parabola of niceness. Because when you get to the super fancy restaurants, right. then I kind of understand it because then you're spending $50 on a fucking sure. steak. And if that steak isn't, like, like, when you're selling a steak for 11 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's overcooked, dude. What do you want me to do, right. dude? It's, right. This is fucking Fridays. Yeah. This is TGI Fridays. You got sure. a steak. You asked for medium rare, which is probably unwise at Fridays, mm-hmm. and it came out medium well. I'm sorry. But you go to fucking like Fleming's or something like that. You get a fucking steak, and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, I expect this to be cooked by Gordon The Ramsay. weird thing is, though, I think people are nicer, are meaner to the people where stuff is cheap. Yes. I think the more expensive it is, the more respectful they are. Probably just because of the, the, the place you have to be in life to be able to afford it. That might be part of it. Kind of fosters a certain type of mm-hmm. thing about people. Mm-hmm. I think when you're when you're at like a really like just fucking dive bar type of place, you attract yeah. the lowest of the low. Mm-hmm. You know, just anybody with a fucking buck comes in and you're just dealing with like the mm-hmm. fucking scoundrels of whatever town you're yeah, in. Yeah, that's part of it. But I think another part of it is the atmosphere. Because like a movie theater, like you, it's expensive, you know. But you don't feel like you're like in an expensive, nice, swanky place where you have to be like respectful. No, to everybody. it's like a fucking, it's like an airplane. They try to cram as many people right. in there as possible, mm-hmm. and then it's just like a weird, like, just auditorium where you're next to strangers. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. I think it's weird when people clap at the end of movies. That bugs me out. I don't that is that strange. Happens. Like, well, we're like. Fr- in this together now, like yeah. we all learn something. <laughs> like, dude, nobody's listening to this applause. We're just applauding dude, to just ourselves did, right that now. That kid just died. <laughs> <laughs> we all experienced. Wow, <laughs> that is the weirdest fucking thing. Applauding. I, I, I will say, I went to the movies a couple weeks ago and I saw it, and that was a really enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. But only because I brought sushi 
and I brought <laughs> like, snuck in sushi, yeah, snuck in beer, snuck in beer. <laughs> like <laughs> if you sneak in shit, like an adult, right. dude. Like yeah. an adult, exactly, exactly, dude. Like if you don't want me to sneak in beer, don't make a fucking Bud Light nine dollars. Right. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the only way I can put. It. I'm not gonna feel like if if I can sneak in, if I could sure. sneak into a football game with beer, I would. And yeah. I tried. That's why I if I <laughs> if I still drank, I would carry a flask to bars with me. Well, that like yeah. I don't understand how you. It like it, a casual social drinker can afford to like go out. Dude, and have it's a few expensive. It's I like, couldn't imagine it's it. It's like gas money. You just write it off. So, well, I just I spend. I don't understand how some comics do it. I know, like it's every crazy. night. You yeah, know? like I don't get it. Like I, I would never be able to work that into my budget. Yeah. When you when you really get down to it, the amount of money you spend at bars is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like. But it like seems normal. It's like, oh yeah, five dollars for a whiskey. Like I could have gotten right. a handle for That's two. That's genuinely one of the things that makes me like not want to go back to drinking. Because even if I start fantasizing about thinking like, well, oh, maybe I could be a normal drinker now. Like I'm still like, I don't, I don't want to pay that. Like if I have the option to just not do that, why don't I just not do it? You know? Like, do you enjoy it more? Like, do you miss it at all? Yeah, but not terribly. Like, um, do you feel like a temptation to do it, or are you just at not this point? really? I've never since I really made the decision. I I've never been like seriously tempted or like seriously considered it. Um, I definitely miss like some of it, you know, like the when the music's blaring and like the I don't know. There's there's like a New Year's Eve or something when I see everybody yeah. like having fun. It's like yeah. one in the morning and like mm-hmm. then I I kind of like think. You know, like, ah, it'd be nice if I could, like, party with these people. But but not really. Like, it doesn't bother me that much. I don't it like is kind of weird because it's kind of, like, paradoxical that, in a way, alcohol still controls you. And I'm speaking in general right mm. now. But, like, if you're at a point where it's like, well, I literally can't do that. And now you're thinking in, like, terms of opposite of it. Mm-hmm. It's, like, still just as much of a conflict internally. Maybe. What do you mean? Well... I guess the ultimate conquering of an addiction, in my opinion, is to be able to do it casually. Mm-hmm. Like if you can, like if you're, if you can, if you can just drink casually, right, and have broken that whole thing of like, because my my boss is the same way, and I had this conversation with him, which mm-hmm. is probably another reason why I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> dude, just drink again. He's like, no, dude, you're drunk. <laughs> That's what we're talking Fourth about time right this now. week. <laughs> this is what I think is the difference. Is like, there's certain people who get addicted to like the lifestyle of alcohol. Like, alcohol isn't an addictive substance in and of itself. It is. Yes. Well, no, are you it, saying it, it isn't? isn't? It it's isn't. It's not a substance that, for most people, makes you crave more of it. Okay, like, yeah. For because alcohol most people, heroin, cocaine does that. You can get addicted to like the, like for me, you can get addicted to caffeine in that you can like have Rely it daily. It. Yeah, and like get a headache if you don't get it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make you crave more of itself. You know what I mean? Like people don't just drink coffee until there's no more coffee left and they're sick but there are there are are people that like okay so like alcohol is actually one of the few drugs that you can actually die from the withdrawal right yeah so like alcohol if anything because i would say weed what you're describing like weed i don't think is physically addictive Mm -hmm. i think it's just a psychological thing like you just and and even caffeine for me Mm is like and i've done coke before and it's just like I had that same experience. I was just like, "Yeah, I, I, this was cool, right. but I don't need to do it again." But and most a year people later you do it again. Most people do coke, and it makes them crave more coke. 
And for a minority of people, alcohol makes you crave more alcohol. Which is interesting because I, I do wonder how much of that is psychological. Because at a certain point, you do become physically dependent. Mm. If it's, I don't think I don't, anybody I don't think can. I ever became physically dependent. I mean, I don't it. think everybody can. Is right. what I meant. I don't like. I was such a binger that like I would get sick and feel like shit for a few days, and uh, so I never was like physically like i was never like a daily drinker i have the same so you weren't like going to school with like vodka in a water bottle or anything no, no. okay yeah. um and even then like i i almost feel like it's impossible to be an alcoholic before like the age of maybe maybe late 20s i feel I like know some well i was i was early 20s but would you have considered yourself an alcoholic well here's the thing is there's he a quit. difference he's between sober now <laughs> <laughs> somebody who's an alcoholic in that they're like always they have it in their system constantly and have to have it in their system and somebody who uh just gets into a shitload of trouble because when they drink they don't know when they're going to stop and like horrible things happen there's certain people that just can't handle that yes yeah I agree and that's with you on that. that's where i was i was a binger like yes but then i would like obsess over it once I sobered up and it like wore off and I would do it again no matter how much shit I caused the last time. Yeah. So like for me it was more of a mental obsession thing where it's like I I just really, really loved the euphoria of drunk like somebody put it once like for normal people, alcohol just kinda like relaxes you, just kinda like puts you in like a you know, just just puts you in a relaxed state. Like but for me it like changes the world. And I even like, you know, I was one of those people that like the first time I got a really good drunk on when I was like fourteen, like life changed. Wow. Like it was freaking euphoric for me. Being drunk is is fun. And I yeah. think that's why people do it. But I I have met guys and known guys that literally just and I think a lot of that is physical too, because for me, I, my body is incapable of ingesting enough alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like you know how like certain guys just like they get fucking and they're like fucking falling over in the street and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that was me. I'm done drinks before that. Yeah. Like my body, yeah. like I'm throwing up Jimmy, way before. I've definitely seen you like that before. Though. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just don't remember these well, occasions. I think yeah. what it comes down to ultimately, is <laughs> there's some people that alcohol becomes a vice for them. But then they like kind of grow out of it, you know. But then there's other people where it's like they just can't drink. Like it's just a mental illness type of thing. Like it, uh, there's just like history's kind of proven that there's like certain people who just are never really able to moderate. There's some therapies out now that seem like kind of effective for some percentage of the population. But as of now, like the state of alcoholism is is still just like some people just can't drink. I think a lot of the reason why I don't have an addictive personality is because I would clinically, technically have ADD. Like, I'm just, like, super fucking scatterbrained. And it's, like, I just like I said, like, dude, I don't even fucking, like, like I can't commit to any, like, taking a fucking shower even, like we were talking about earlier. It's just, like, I fucking just, like, I'm just, I'm not thinking about anything at any given moment. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I, like, in order you for me to be addicted. You become obsessed with something, Exactly. Well, I become obsessed with things. But th- never a substance. Mm-hmm. I become obsessed with like ideas, and I'll like fucking like, I'll fucking like look shit up for like four hours straight about that thing. Right, yeah. But as far as like a substance, like th- honestly, like a lot of times I'll be thinking like, like I'll I'll like have a pack of cigarettes in my car, and I usually only smoke like during podcasts and like when I'm like if I'm out at the bars mm-hmm. drinking and stuff like that. And it's like very like sometimes the thought across my mind like you know it'd be nice a cigarette. And then, like, literally three hours later, I would not have moved, and I'll be like, 
I definitely was about to go get a cigarette three hours ago. Mm. But like I just wasn't focused. Like I just fucking forgot. Like I fucking yeah. went back into what I was doing. And it's like it's almost like a blessing in a way. Because mm-hmm. like that like I feel like the uh, the other side of that would be like you get that idea and then that becomes your upset. Well, I right. gotta get my next cigarette. But like for me, it's just like I just did I just like saw this YouTube video pop up and that then that became my obsession. Now I'm watching that for forty five yeah, fucking yeah. minutes and I forgot about cigarettes completely. So I guess it's a good thing. Also, I think it's a good thing that all these things make me feel like shit. Alcohol mm-hmm. ultimately makes me feel like shit the next yeah, day. Yeah, me too. I had a low yeah. tolerance for everything. I still do. Like even like fast food and stuff, like mm-hmm. caffeine. I have like such a low tolerance like for the after effects, you mm-hmm. know. If I smoke a cigarette midday, mm-hmm. like no drinking involved, I'm just I feel I have a headache the whole yep. rest of the day. I feel yep. nauseous. My fucking mouth tastes bad. It's like I yep. don't know how people just wake up and like yeah. on the way to work just fucking blow on a cigarette. Like I, yeah, I, don't, I yeah. never understand that how people can just like just smoke all day and like I tried doing that when I was younger because I wanted to be cool. Yeah, and uh, I felt like shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way to do it, dude. What's like? So like right now, are you? Are you just trying to take what you can get career-wise? Like, are you? Do you have aspirations of doing the radio thing? I'm assuming your ultimate goal is to try to be a full-time comedian. No, um, I'd like to be, but um, that's not my goal. Like, uh, really, I don't mind working during the day. Yeah, I don't want to do the things that seem to be required for that. You know, like I don't want to. It doesn't seem fun to me to drive like three hours every night to do jokes that I'm not that into, you know, like I'd rather just be the weirdo who does his own thing and has like a little bit of a local thing going. That's cool. I mean, obviously, I'd love for it to like blow up huge and everybody love me, but like I'm not going to do that. Like I'm not going to like get in that line, you know, like um so honestly, believe it or as pathetic as it might seem, I'm pretty much doing everything that I want to. I mean, I'd, I'd love there to be, <laughs> I'd love there to be enough. You know, I'd love. Well, you to get put paid. out a special and I honestly, recently, yeah, right? And I honestly so. don't. E- I already feel like I don't have any time. I mean, like I already feel like I'm overwhelmed with everything. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm pretty much fine doing this. Like, hopefully, you know, I'll steadily increase a little bit. But I'm pretty like happy with where I am. You know. That's a good place to be, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of people aren't. Mm-hmm. A lot of people as I get older, down. like you know, I just learn like I, there's always another plateau to go to, and it's like the trick is to like do what you love and and just be grateful for it, you know. You gotta be okay with yourself, dude. Cliche of the day. It's true, Some dude. I Cliche. think that's a good note to go out on. Hey. Yeah. If we've been going long enough, I don't even know what time it is. Uh, we've gone a solid amount of time. Yeah, we never got fucking uh, Robert Wazzle to call in. What was his name again? I think he was going to call into Mike's show. Oh, right? oh yeah, oh. we weren't talking about that for this one. Oh no, nah, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, but yeah, if I'm sure that podcast will eventually call, come out. It's called Confessional. Yep. And who do you do that with? Uh, a friend named Kayla. Nice. And Ooh. then you're doing. 1370 yep. AM with Mickey. Yeah, FM like kind of in the White Marsh area, 99.9. Um, and yeah, that is 1370 AM, two to six every weekday. Uh, and you can watch us on Facebook live on Mickey's page. Awesome. And yeah. And, and my special is called please like me. 
I like that title. Thank you. Are you still doing the stand-up improv mashup show at Big or no? no okay. No, I am doing a uh, free writing workshop on the first Monday of every month. Awesome. At, what, where's that at? Is that at Big too? Yeah, that's okay, at the Big cool. Theater. Awesome. Cool. cool guys. Are you still Mike Moran Wood on social media? Yeah, unfortunately. There we go. Oh, dude, Wood I like know all this. Shit. Not W-O-U-L-D. like W O U L D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he would do that, which I like. I like that too. What you got coming up, dude? Fuck. Um, oh, I was no. too busy remembering Mike's plugs. <laughs> uh, double it. plugging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be up in New York for Boys Weekend. Hey. <laughs> November 17th. Yeah. Catch us in New York. We're not doing anything, <laughs> but catch us up there. What are you guys going to do? <laughs> We're going to fucking hang out. <laughs> <laughs> you going to hit open mics and stuff or? Uh, I might hit one or two, yeah, but cool. I'm probably we're probably just hanging out. Our, our friend lives up there, yeah. and we're just taking a trip. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't fucking know if I'm doing anything soon, but always check us out on Laughable. You can find that app in the iTunes Store. It's uh, it's like a the podcast app, but it indexes all the people. Search by the comedian's name, find any podcast they've been on. It's pretty sick. Nice. Very cool. Um, so find us on there, subscribe, look for us on iTunes, SoundCloud, all that shit. LFTS podcast on everything. I'm going to be, actually, this plug is applicable. I'm doing, um, uh, there's a, a show on November 10th, Friday, November 10th at the Motor House. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like and Eric uh, can perform there, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never I helped put that flyer before. together <laughs> that he's on. It's <laughs> yeah, one of dude. Ivan's shows. Uh, yeah, so. dude. It's all Oh, you're doing music on one of Ivan's shows? I'm the musical mm-hmm. guest. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I, I, I'm still trying. A, it's like a veterans show. So mm-hmm. it's uh, cool. all veterans stand up. And then um, a, a music, music veteran, a veteran of the music game. <laughs> they were training. <laughs> exactly. You remember the Kiss Army? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were trying to. They were trying to get a veteran at first, and I was like, I don't know, maybe, because he had like called me. He was like, all right, like maybe. Like, yeah, are you a veteran? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, he, was he like, called I'm, me. He's like, yo, is Jimmy a veteran? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, man, let me know. And then he hits me. I was like, yeah, we couldn't find any guys who play music that were veterans, so <laughs> you're good to go. I was like, sick, dude, all the loud noise is just PTSD. So I'm gonna go there. I guess I, I'm still trying to get a vibe. But Ivan was like, I was like, you know, just just do you, just be you. But play some R and B and like, you know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, man. <laughs> like, I guess I'll fucking learn how to learn some fucking Miguel on the weekend and some fucking shit. I don't even. I, I got to get an idea of what the thing's gonna be. But Dude, it's gonna pull be, out all your old Drake. Ooh, uh, yeah, the Drake do all the switch and ups like and mashups. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be what's gonna have to happen, dude. But nice. that's gonna be the Motor House, eight to ten. I'm gonna be apparently doing live music baby. intro for 15 minutes and then intro music for each comedian, which I Hell cannot yeah. imagine how I'm gonna do that. Dude, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It is gonna come be out fun. to that. Yeah, you great. should come out. I thought you were gonna be on the bill. I was super, super. <laughs> yeah, stoked. dude, I'm a veteran. <laughs> Five star general. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna wear, <laughs> I'm gonna wear a fucking uniform to this fucking thing, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? My bad, dude. Wear anyway. my fucking Boy Scout Eric uniform. Yeah. I'm an Eagle Actually, Scout. Oh, I'm an Eagle Scout. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I toured at Broad Creek, uh, <laughs> Camp Saffron. All right, man. All right, see you next Until week. Until next week. <laughs>